Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Sconcy Business, and today we're going to be going into our third part of the stablecoin series where we're going to talk about crypto and commodity backed or collateralized stablecoins, where we're going to look at crypto collateralized stablecoins like something like DAI, DAI, where it's backed mainly just by cryptocurrencies and not necessarily fiat like you know, something like USDT, Tether, or USDC, where it's just really backed by fiat, like US dollars, whereas DAI is backed mainly just by cryptocurrencies or something like a commodity backed coin. Uh, traditionally, that's that looks like gold. Uh, you can technically do this with anything. There haven't been many successful attempts to do, you know, oil and things like that. So we're mainly just going to be looking at crypto gold. Uh, backed stable coins for that section as well. So let's dive into all that good stuff after a quick word from my sponsor today. A big thank you and shout out to my sponsor Cake Wallet, which is an open source non-custodial Bitcoin and Monero wallet that also has a built-in exchange. It's available on iOS and Android. Okay, thanks again to my sponsor. So before we dive into that, let's answer the question of, you know, why might you want a certain type of stable coin? There's a lot of reasons, right? If you want something like that is extremely reliable in terms of, you know, what they can do for you, like Tether or USDC, for example, if they got hacked or if something happened to your money, they're completely centralized and they could probably get that back depending on the circumstances. But with something like DAI, which is much more decentralized, it's less likely that you would be able to get your funds back uh, if there was some sort of hack or some sort of vulnerability that was exploited within their DAO, uh, decentralized autonomous organization, because they're generally run in a decentralized way. But we'll get into that. Um, so if you're looking for something that's a little more decentralized, less reliant on fiat currency, less uh, central authorities, something like DAI might be a better option for you. Or... If you're looking to mainly stick to something like gold, but you want the benefits of crypto, you know, attached to that, you could go with something like PAXG or XAUT, which are tokenized gold options for cryptocurrency. So there's a lot of different options out there. Realistically, at the end of the day, I would still rather hold Bitcoin and Ethereum than getting into the weeds of all these stable coins because there's advantages and disadvantages to using anything. Uh, as I mentioned before in previous episodes and just recently, you know, something like Tether might be, you know, they might have a little more control, but on the flip side of that, obviously they have more control of what you do as well. So if they decide there's something wrong with something you've done, you know, they have ban lists and, and all these types of things. So they could just freeze your account. They could just take your money away from you you know, just instantly. So that is very, very concerning, especially for people who are, who care more about decentralization. Um, or, you know, if you're using gold, very low liquidity, there's some problems around there. I prefer Bitcoin over gold because again, you're still going to rely on a central authority who's going to be holding that for you. And you're still trusting that central authority. So you still have a lot of the, uh, the downsides. I would just recommend Bitcoin, Ethereum at the end of the day, none of this is financial advice, but that's the, you know, quick version if you want to save some time before we really dive into everything. So talking about crypto collateralized stable coins, 
Essentially, what this just means is it's backed by cryptocurrency instead of fiat, like US dollars. So, you know, people are, for example, with DAI, um, you know, different cryptocurrencies have different backings. They might just be backed by one cryptocurrency, it could be a pool of cryptocurrencies. DAI allows people to burn a cryptocurrency and mint DAI, but they have to over collateralize to sort of secure that. And what that means is they have to put more in than they're going to get back out. Um, you still have that, but you know, say you put in a hundred dollars of Ethereum and you get, you know, $66 of die. Uh, that's the over collateralization to make sure everything is good. It's not like you're losing money in the process because you could get that back, but that's generally how that process works for them to ensure that they've always got enough in the reserves in case Ethereum goes down in price or whatever happens to ensure that die stays generally pegged to a dollar, right? So that's one example. Um, but going back to the advantages and disadvantages of crypto collateralized stablecoins, some of the advantages are, you know, you're getting exposure outside of the fiat system. Like if you're into crypto and you're like, I don't really like fiat, you probably don't want a stablecoin that is then pegged to fiat because that's kind of what you're trying to get away from. Where something like DAI is still pegged to the dollar for just convenience, you know, if you're selling your Bitcoin at the top and then buying back in later, um, just to make it simple, it's pegged to the dollar, but it's backed by cryptocurrency. So if you still want to try to stay within the realm of crypto, that's a way to do that. Beyond that, you know, they offer more options for decentralization um, because they don't necessarily require an entity like Tether or USDC uh, with Coinbase to regulate all of that. And they don't have like this massive amount of control. Um, like DAI is run by the maker DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. So I've had my gripes about DAOs and how decentralized are they really? You know, if enough people in the DAO do something malicious, how is that going to affect you? All that kind of stuff is still a risk. But if you're looking at all the cryptocurrencies and you're saying, I want the most decentralized one possible, that's probably one of your better options. Um, also something like Hive, but that's algorithmic stablecoin. We've already covered that before for the Hive back dollar. Some of the drawbacks of using crypto collateralized coins are, you know, with the decentralization aspect, they have less control of the funds, as I mentioned before. So if there was a hack, if there's a problem, um, they might not be able to fix that or deal with that because they don't have that overarching control. Also, because you know, you're relying on cryptocurrency in several of these options in a bear market, it might be less reliable. Like DAI isn't always perfectly pegged to the dollar. It's always going up and down and fluctuating, um, which is more reasonable for a decentralized stablecoin. But you do have to keep that in mind. If you're buying it for more than a dollar, it's most likely going to come back down to a dollar and you'll lose some of that. Or if it's below a dollar, you might be able to get a little bit of arbitrage as it goes back up. But again, that's not really what you want to be. I mean, I wouldn't recommend trying to arbitrage trade on stable coins. It's just not a not an ideal way to invest, I would say, personally. So the example that we're talking about is DAI, right? And they describe themselves as a stable decentralized currency that does not discriminate. Any individual or business can realize the advantages of digital money. So that all sounds well and good. Um, as I mentioned, you over collateralize to get your die in the first place. It sort of seems similar to an algorithmic stablecoin. Um, 
but it is fully backed and it's more so than fully backed. It's over collateralized and it and it's backed in that way. And you're not incentivized to be, you know, going back and forth like the way that most algorithmic stable coins are. They rely on community incentivization to be minting and burning back between the two currencies that have that algorithmic connection or whatever. Uh, the two paired currencies like Terra and USD, for example. But with uh, with Dai, it's not necessarily like that. It's more so just it's backed by many different currencies. And um, I'll bring up my screen here to sort of go through some of that. And I'll also share their website just to give some idea. Uh, this is what their website looks like. It's pretty basic. It's mainly just a little bit of like marketing stuff. And you can you can get a few more things like look at their white paper, their FAQ, et cetera. What's more interesting to me is um, the two links that I've provided, mcdstate.info and diestats. This gives you what's actually backing them. This is a little harder to read, so I'll just use this one. Unfortunately, while the premise of DAI is really sound, most of DAI is held up by USDC. So in my mind, that's kind of a... You know, it's a risk that you're thinking you're really going into like this crypto backed thing, but it's mainly just backed by one stable coin, which is backed by fiat. So then you kind of get back into that same problem of, well, is this really crypto backed or is this fiat backed? And if USDC has unlimited control over USDC, what does that mean for the USDC held by DAI? Lots of different risks and things that could come into play there but you can see that it is 141% over collateralized so you can feel pretty confident that you're not going to have an issue like you had with uh you know like Terra Luna that's more so an issue with stable coins and not actually having a real backing whereas this does again though you've got that issue with USDC being the majority of the backing so there's a pretty big plot hole there or like risk that you have to consider uh, again this shows generally the same thing it's just not as visually appealing to to go through but that's kind of the thing for die i mean that turned me off of die originally i was pretty gung-ho because again if you were going to be if you're going to force me to pick a stable coin i'll probably choose die or like hbd but i don't want to rely on this because there are pitfalls like with usdc being one of the major backings so you know while it's not perfect it's one of the better options out there and that's die that's one example of a crypto collateralized stablecoin moving on to uh wrapped bitcoin this is kind of a more niche use case because it's not the traditional stablecoin that you think of when you think of a stablecoin like it's pegged to the dollar Wrapped Bitcoin is an Ethereum token that's pegged to Bitcoin. And all it's really allowing you to do is it's allowing you to use the advantages of Ethereum, like DeFi, being able to lend via smart contracts, all these kinds of different things, more decentralization, uh, and applying all that benefit to Bitcoin so that you have that option to do that where you might have not been normally able to do that with Bitcoin. I mean, it's becoming more possible now with like taproot and lightning and all these things but previously you didn't really have that functionality so this was an option to be able to actually achieve that and um again 
I'm not really a big fan of wrapped cryptocurrencies because I would rather stick with the native cryptocurrency. I don't want to go through different channels to get back there and have all this extra fluff when I'm trying to like sell or do whatever. That's just me personally. Plus, I mean, it's still, again, managed by a DAO uh, or at least the process for managing, you know, burning and minting between wrapped Bitcoin and Ethereum is done by a multi-signature contract the keys to which are held by the the wrapped Bitcoin DAO. So there still could be issues with the DAO. It's not like because it's decentralized, it's somehow um, above questioning, like there's never going to ever be a problem. I, I'm fairly, you know, confident in it. Like I'm not really that concerned about it, but you still have to be considerate that there is risk and it's not like it's, you know, free of risk because it's a DAO, right? So never think that because you see the word decentralized, it's somehow, you know, above questioning and it can never have anything bad to it happen to it. No, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages of, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations running something. So, you know, keep that in mind, right? Um, that's pretty much everything for the crypto back side of things. Now I want to talk a little bit about commodity backed stable coins. And, um, actually I'll quickly bring up wrapped Bitcoin on my screen here and just share this before we get into that. Um, you can go to wbtc.network to learn a little bit more about wrapped Bitcoin and, and you know what it's all about and you know, who's involved and, and how it all works. So, you know, there's that as well. Uh, and here's some of the, uh, the gold coins that are out there. I mean, this is just a list of like the top ones. There's a bunch out there. Most are not that great because they have a lot of them have really low liquidity. This is one of the big issues with commodity backed stable coins. Um, we're only really going to talk about gold today because as I mentioned, there are other options, but they're not really that successful. Um, however, you know, anything is still technically possible. You could still do the same thing with anything else. Gold is just the one that has been more appealing to crypto users and it's been just, it's just been working better. I mean, as you can see, like these three barely have any volume or, you know, market cap. Um, this one says it's not even verified. So, you know, be very skeptical here. I mean, they even their trading volume is very low. Even XAUT is very low trading volume. I would say PAXG is probably the only one that's reliable enough in terms of liquidity. It's got enough volume. Um, and when you go and you look like where can you actually trade them, you can only trade XAUT on um, KYC marketplaces. Like you can't actually do this on Uniswap here. As you can see, there is nothing going on really. Um, Bitfinex is KYC, FTX is KYC, Gate is KYC. I didn't double check these ones, but there's very little trading on there anyways that it's not really that relevant. But when we talk about Pax G, um, you can't really trade that very effectively on uh, Uniswap either. I think Uniswap, when they removed all their tokenized stocks, they also tackled a lot of these tokenized gold alternatives. However, you can trade this on many more places, including some places that don't require KYC. Um, so for example, the one that I like to generally go to is Bybit right here. 
and you can trade this no problem. It's got good enough volume and liquidity that that's not an issue. Plus, they're traded on many places. I'm sure some of these are not KYC'd. I'm not going to go through everything, but Pax G is probably the most reliable uh, solution for crypto tokenized gold. I've also linked in the description where I've previously covered gold and I went through these top five as well. I was more so comparing them um, in terms of like, if do you want to go and buy gold or not? Whereas right now, this is more so about how commodity backed stable coins work and some examples rather than me ranking each of them. But I mean, realistically, PaxG is the only one that I would ever recommend personally, just due to liquidity and things like that. So do keep that in mind. Um, there isn't a huge, there isn't a lot of enthusiasm for the gold backed space. I mean, this has barely changed in the past two years since I made that video. So that kind of shows you, you know, the amount of innovation or what they're really trying to do to move that space forward, which is not a lot in the gold space for tokenized gold. So some of the advantages of getting into uh, tokenized gold or any kind of tokenized physical assets, commodity backed assets, um, because we went, I was going to do the advantages first and then examples, but we kind of did that opposite. Either way, you gain exposure to stable assets while staying within the crypto realm. So I don't want to buy gold as much because there's all these, you know, it takes a while to ship. I got to pay shipping fees when I actually want to sell it. I have to get it verified. You have to do all this extra stuff. I can't carry a lot around with me. Um, I can't leave the country with a very large amount. All these different things that is solved with tokenized versions of that. And you're doing that with crypto. Now, I mean, again, I would recommend you're probably just better off holding Bitcoin in this scenario. But if you're very gung ho on having gold and doing it with cryptocurrency, then this is probably the way that you would do that. It also allows you to be able to buy gold very cheaply. And, you know, you could buy 0.00001 PAX G for, you know, a tiny, tiny value versus you can't buy like cent values of gold. Like you're probably going to buy a large amount of gold because, you know, shipping fees and all that stuff. Whereas you can buy a very, very small amount of crypto gold and it makes it much more um, feasible to buy, sell, transfer, all that stuff in a decentralized way, at least. But I mean, you're still subject to uh, the fees of that network, et cetera. Most of these are just built on Ethereum. So you're going to pay Ethereum gas fees. On the flip side, you still need to trust a centralized entity to actually hold that gold. You still have to trust, um, you know, Paxos that they've actually got that amount of gold, they're accurately reporting, all that stuff. So you run into the same concerns and problems that you run into with stable coins and uh, you know them verifying what they actually have as well for fiat. So you kind of have some of those same issues. Um, you still need to rely on the fact that you know gold is actually going to do well if you're going to be investing in that anyways, um, versus again, Bitcoin has been much better performing than gold. So I would lean more towards Bitcoin if I was going to be investing. But again, this is for those who might be really wanting to get into gold, right? So you still have to make sure that it's accurately reflecting the value. Uh, you still need the asset to perform well, the underlying asset gold. Um, as we mentioned, there aren't really many reliable projects 
And uh, I'm not super confident in a lot of them due to lack of liquidity. They're not traded on a lot of exchanges. Uh, most require KYC. So there's a lot of obstacles when you want to actually get in and out of tokenized gold that you don't have with a lot of other things. So you got to keep all that in mind. Again, I've covered this stuff in the past. You can go and check out my previous video. Um, there's a massive discrepancy between, you know, XAUT and PAXG versus almost all the other tokenized gold, which have like almost no liquidity whatsoever. So do keep that in mind. Again, I still recommend Bitcoin and Ethereum, but that's not financial advice. That's just what I personally do. Uh, if I'm looking at gold, I might as well just have some physical gold and then the rest, you know, guys, I, I put like 90 plus percent of my net worth into cryptocurrency because that's what I believe to be the future of money. And I'm more concerned about decentralization and being able to easily just take all my money with me and leave at any time versus, you know, having to sell all of it and go through a bunch of processes and a lot of red tape to be able to truly realize the buying power and value of my wealth and my assets. So that's everything from me. Let me know what you guys think about crypto collateralized and commodity collateralized backed stable coins. Do you trust these entities? Is it reliable? Are you better off just holding gold or the underlying asset itself? It might make more sense once we get something like, you know, um, oil backed stable coins. Cause it's not like you can just go and buy a ton of oil and store it in your, your garage because I mean, a, uh, you know, it, there's problems with fires. Uh, it, it only lasts a certain amount of time. You have to do all this different stuff for storing it properly. Um, it's going to take up a lot of space, all these different things. Um, so, you know, you're much better off using the crypto version of something, I believe, just because the added benefits, you know, you trade it 24 seven, instantly buying and selling all that kind of stuff. That is great. But at the end of the day, I would opt into Bitcoin and Ethereum. But you let me know, what do you think is the better uh, way to go about this? And what kind of stable coins are reliable versus not? Are you more for something like DAI? Are you more for something like USDT, like Tether? What do you think about all this? And, and what are your thoughts on like DAI being backed mainly by USDC? Does that kind of compromise DAI or is that, are you okay with it being like 50 to 60% uh, majority on USDC versus actual crypto? Let me know all that good stuff in the comments below. You can let me know that you watched to the very end by commenting number one, uh, hashtag number one ham in the comments below. And that way I know you watched everything. Anyways, thank you so much. I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scotty Business, signing off. Cheers.